0: Welcome to the Dale Lally podcast. Uh, here on DK Pittsburgh Sports, I'm Dale Lally. I, I cover the Steelers for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, this is I'm starting my 29th year covering the Steelers. Actually, now that the Super Bowl is over, and uh, well, the Super Bowl is now over. We know who the uh, champions are. It would be the Los Angeles Rams defeating the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, well, that takes us into the next se- <laughs> the next segment of. The NFL season and really this is a continuation of the season or the start of the season depending on how you look at things Uh, but free agency will be the next thing up for the NFL obviously uh, right after the uh, NFL scouting combine but there are no things that take place there that uh, uh, you know no players are acquired at the combine uh, but players will be acquired in free agency and so I thought today we'd take a look at free agency And some of the players that the Steelers have who are going to be unrestricted free agents uh, when the uh, when everything starts on March 16th and some guys that they might want to sign some guys they might want to, you know, kick to the curb, as it were. Um, I wrote about this on DK Pittsburgh Sports the other day, and I just wanted to explain a little bit more some of my thinking here uh, involving some of these guys. To me, I think there are two priorities for the Steelers, Steelers that they have to get signed before free agency starts, and that would be cornerback Akello Weatherspoon and safety Terrell Edmonds. Uh, Weatherspoon, the Steelers traded a fifth-round draft pick, a future fifth-round draft pick. It's not even a fifth-round draft pick this year. They traded a future fifth-round draft pick for Akello Weatherspoon, and uh, he didn't play much early, and people were wondering, you know, if they did they waste that pick? Uh, why did they do that? Well... You know, he wasn't much of a special teams player. He couldn't he wasn't a better special teams player, I should say, than either Justin Lane or James Pierre as a gunner. And so uh he couldn't get active on game days because of that early. Uh, now, when Joe Hayden went down later in the season, Akella Weatherspoon stepped in and played quite well. In fact, he played well enough that even when Hayden came back, the Steelers pushed Pierre to the bench and kept Witherspoon in the uh, in the lineup. He allowed 14 completions on 37 pass attempts in his coverage last year. That's well under 50 percent, and uh, led the NFL with a 35.1 passer rating, according to Pro Football fo- uh, Reference. Um, that led, you know, th- that's outstanding. Now, is that skewed a little bit because he played so little? A little, you know. Sure, you know, if he played more, maybe he would give up more, you know completions, more touchdowns, things of that nature. But he was pretty good in coverage. The one thing he lacks in, though, is a little physicality uh, on the edge. You'd like to see him be better uh, as a tackler. Um, Maybe that's something that, you know, if they do re-sign him, that could be something they work on in the offseason with him a lot. He didn't join the team until right before the season started last year, so that was a problem as well. Uh, But I would try to get him re-signed. Um, You know, it's just going to be a matter of, how other teams value him. He was signed by Seattle last year as a restricted free agent uh, coming out of uh, San Francisco. And they signed him to a one year, $4 million deal and then traded him. So you wonder what the rest of the league thinks of him. If that small sample size at the end of last season changed anybody's perceptions, any other team's perceptions of him. every team in the league needs cornerbacks. There's no ifs, ands or buts about that. And so um, you know, you, you'd like to get him signed. Uh, Edmonds is a different case. Edmonds, we've seen a lot of, and that's his. You know, if you look at him, he rarely misses time, always available. Really played well last season. I know a lot of people just can't allow themselves to admit that they might have been wrong about Terrell Edmonds. Uh, he's not a bad football player. They, you know, if you look at what he did last year, he he allowed a passer rating of sixty three point seven. In his coverage last year, Uh, he plays every snap, every down, um, you know, is always pretty much in position. He's never going to be a big turnover guy, but he's a solid NFL starting strong safety. Um, If they don't resign either of those two guys, those two positions suddenly become huge needs. They don't have another strong safety type on their roster, Uh, at least not one that's capable of stepping in and starting. Uh, you know, if Witherspoon walks now, all of a sudden, you know Joe Hayden's also slated to be a free agent. So now you've you've taken two of your top three corners that you ended the season with out of the equation. So now that that suddenly becomes a much more glaring need. So, you know, those two guys I think are are are, are and should be priorities. Um, I mentioned Hayden; uh, he'll be 33, uh, I believe, next month, and you wonder how much longer he has to play you're not going to sign him to a long-term deal and I know he told me last summer in training camp that he would you know he wanted to sign that he wanted to get another long-term deal out of the Steelers um you know maybe you could do a one or two year deal with him and with the idea that and you could also re-sign Witherspoon as well but you do that with the idea that you know Hayden's probably only going to play ideally uh when you're in your nickel and dime defenses maybe it's Witherspoon and Cam Sutton on the outside, or maybe it's, it, it's, it could even be Hayden and in, in Witherspoon. I just think playing more is not ideal for Joe Hayden right now. I think you want to start trying to scale his uh, snaps back a little bit to make him last a little bit longer and have him available for those weighty passing downs. Um, so maybe having him in there on first and 10, when, when teams are probably 50, 50, or even 60, 40 tending towards the run might not be the best use of his talents. So, if you can get him back on a one-year deal, and you know, kind of t- talk him into saying, "Hey, this is better for you for the long term," um, you know, maybe that works for you. Uh, certainly, his leadership uh, in the in the locker room uh, cannot be overstated, and uh, you'd love to have that guy back, especially who's you know having lost some of the guys that they've lost. Uh, Chukzakorafour is another one that I look at. And I classified uh, Smith, uh, Joe, Joe Hayden. Juju Smith-Schuster and core for, in that, you know, I, I can see the Steelers making a pitch to resign these guys. I can see them allowing them at least a test free agency and maybe uh, taking the opportunity to try to match any kind of offer that they would get. But a four is an interesting one. He's still just 24 years old. and He has 35 career starts under his belt. Uh, there'll be guys in this year's draft. In fact, there are guys in this year's draft who are older core for, because of the the COVID rules, guys going back to school, those kind of things. So, you know, he started a lot of games where he started 31 games the last two seasons at at right tackle for the Steelers. And so, you'd like to think that you, you you're going to get something out of your investment here, uh, but I'm not going to break the bank to sign Chuksacor for. I mean, he's he's an average starting tackle in the NFL. Uh, better a little bit better uh, pass blocker than he is run blocker, but he's not bad. You can you can win with Chukwukora four, and then when you take start taking a look at the rest of the free agent crop at the offensive tackle position, you realize nobody is allowing starting caliber tackles to hit the open market and free agency. They are just not doing it. Um, so you know that might kind of force the Steelers heads because if you let Chukwukora four walk. Now, all of a sudden, you're telling, you're going into next season saying, okay, Zach Banner, we know you haven't played the last two years, but we're counting on you uh, to be that, that right tackle. And I don't know that that's a good plan. Um, you know, that's, a, that's more hope than a plan. So I, I would be more inclined to maybe release Zach Banner, uh, which would create $5 million in cap space and sign a core for it instead. Uh, you know, he's still, again, he's younger. He's been, he's been proven to stay more healthy or stay healthy. So I I would make that move. Smith Schuster, um, you know, you'd like to have him back because of, of what he brings to your, you know, the toughness that he brings to your wide receiver room. I just don't know that he's going to want to come back. Um, You know, he's going to be looking at that quarterback situation. This is a guy who wants to sign a long-term deal. Again, he's just still just 25 years old. Um, he, He hit the open market last year. Uh, didn't get the kind of offers that he thought he was going to get. And so, you know, he came back on that one-year deal, then got hurt. I don't know what his value is going to be on the open market. He's had knee issues. He now had this, this shoulder issue. Um, there's no question questioning his toughness and those kind of things, but he did miss 12 games last year. Can you get him back on a one, another one-year deal? Perhaps. And, you know, that would be what I would be interested in. Uh, if I'm Smith Schuster, I might be interested in coming back on a one-year prove-it type deal. I don't want to go somewhere else and try to prove it because then I have to learn a whole new offense and you know, get on the same page with with new quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff. Not that he won't be uh, getting on the page with new quarterbacks in Pittsburgh. We'll talk more about that in the next segment. But I just think that that makes, uh, that makes some sense. Some guys that I would be willing to bring back as long as they're willing to take um, low-end deals. And by that, I mean veteran minimum and, uh, you know, uh, a, a small signing bonus. That would be safety, Miles Killebrew. I thought he was really good on special teams last year. Played some downs for you on defense. If you do lose Terrell Emmons, at least if you have Killebrew, you got a guy who can be at least a placeholder uh, until you do something else. James Washington, uh, much for the same reason that you re Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he knows the system. You know, you're com- there's a comfort level there. I don't know that he's going to get a huge uh, bump in the open market. We'll see. Uh, Montrevius Adams, uh, the, the nose tackle that they uh, signed in midseason last year. I know if all, a lot of fans are in love with him because he he made a couple of splash plays. He was still part of a defense that gave up about 175 yards rushing per game, and he was the nose tackle. Let's not get carried away with the Montrevius Adams stuff. I don't mind taking him to camp. But I'm not locking up a bunch of money and tying up money in this guy. It's just not happening. And then finally, Arthur Millett, Uh, I thought he showed some value as a slot corner, uh, did some things that, uh, you know, if he's your backup slot to Cam Sutton, you're okay with that. He can play special teams. He's, 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 he's not bad in that role. Um, so if you can get those guys back on a cheap deal, um, then you do it. And then finally, I, some guys that I would move on from, tight end Eric Ebron, quarterback Josh Dobbs. Running back Kalen Balage, wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod center B.J. Finney, and guard Trey Turner. Interestingly enough, of in my in the story that I wrote about this, the most pushback that I got about those guys that I wouldn't bring back was on Ray Ray McLeod of all people. Um, you know, I, yes, he made some plays last year, but ideally, your number three or number four or number five receiver is better than Ray Ray McCloud. Um. And that's no knock on Raymond McLeod. He does a good job, you know, as, as a return guy. He's fine. But I want to outdraft that guy. I want somebody better. I don't want him as my, you know, if he's re-signed, all of a sudden now he's your, what, number three? Are you kidding me? Uh, that, that's not ideal. Um, you know, so I, I want to do better than that. Um, I want to swing for the fences. I want to go with some upside. Surprisingly, nobody gave me any pushback on Trey Turner. You know, you're starting right guard last year same thing you got to do better than that you got to find somebody who can who can you know be more uh, has more upside can be a more consistent player um, Turner did what he was was asked of him last year he was the the voice in that room uh, the veteran voice but you'd like to do somebody but be- you know get somebody better and they have the money to do so this year you know they got Trey Turner last year after David DiCastro, um, you know was done uh, so at that point they were you know in a situation where they just had to take whoever was you know the best guy available well there'll be better guys available to replace trey turner now so i I think you go that route uh i'm Dale lolly i'm going to take a break and uh when we come back we're going to talk about those free agent quarterbacks who's out there who's available where could the steelers go Obviously it's been a big uh, a big topic of interest here in Pittsburgh. I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. We'll do that right after this. I'm Dale Lally and uh, you're listening to the DK Pittsburgh Sports Network and uh, quarterbacks have taken center stage in Pittsburgh for obvious reasons. Um, You know, Ben Roethlisberger uh, is now officially retired. Um, He is no longer even Steelers property uh, as of Thursday when his contract voided. So he is uh, out. uh, If you look at the free agent lists around the league right now or, or do a Google search for free agent lists. You'll see Ben Roethlisberger's name on there. In fact, um, he's not interested in playing anywhere else. He's not going, going to play anywhere else, uh, so that's not going to happen. But um, you know, when you start looking at this year, year's free agent quarterback uh, group, uh, to me, there are just a few names that that I would look at and say, "Okay, that guy." I would at least entertain the idea of bringing him in. To me, it's Jameis Winston it's Marcus Mariota. It's Mitch Trubisky. And probably in that order, um, I've got no interest in Teddy Bridgewater. I've got no interest in the, uh, you know, some of the other guys that are out there, the, the uh, um, Josh Rosens or these other, you know, guys that are, that have never, you know, never done anything anywhere. Joe Flacco. No, thanks. I don't want those guys. Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, no. Tyrod Taylor, no, no. Are they better than Mason Rudolph? Markedly better. I don't. I don't think so. Um, you know, if I'm going to bring a guy in, I want somebody with a bit of a track record who's shown at least some kind of high-end quarterback play. And you know, I'll roll my dice with that. To me, I, I think Jameis Winston stands head and shoulders above the others. And I say that because he's still 28. He's a former number one overall pick in the draft. Um, If you look at his career statistics, I know, and and I was, I'm I'm one of these guys as well, that his 2019 season, uh, he threw 33 touchdown passes, but he also threw 30 interceptions. And he lost 10 fumbles that year. I'm not, you know, that, that was bad. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it. But I look at, his career work. And I say, okay, this is, this is maybe a little bit of stone moldable clay. And you know, what he did last year in new Orleans matters as well. They had no receivers in new Orleans last year. They were they, maybe the worst receiver group in the league. And, you know, in seven games, he threw 14 touchdown passes and three interceptions. That's good. That's good work. Now, are, are there still some issues there with him? Sure, absolutely. You're always going to worry about the ball security with him. He's thrown double-digit interceptions in each of his uh, seasons in which he's taken the majority of the starts. So there's always that there. But he showed last year in those seven games, he only threw three interceptions. So maybe he's turning the corner in that regard. I'm not signing him to a long-term deal. I'm not signing him to a five-year deal. Hundred million dollar deal, or 150 million dollar deal, or anything like that. I'm saying you sign Jameis Winston to a one or two year deal, or maybe a one year deal with an option for the second year. You give him okay money. You give him, you know, seven to ten million dollars, maybe a little bit more if it turns into a bidding war. And you and you say, okay, show us what you got, Jameis. We'd like to see what you look like running our offense with our guys and in and, and that nature. Um. I I think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, same thing with Mariota and Trubisky. They both had some some shining moments as as starting quarterbacks. Um, it's just not been consistent enough. Mariota's twenty eight, just like uh, Jameis Winston. Trubisky's a little bit younger. He's twenty seven. But you're not signing these guys to long term deals. They're not the long term answer for your team. Maybe they could be. And then you resign him to, to a you know a bigger deal if that if that turns out to be the case, but you're kind of just running, running to own in, in a large degree. You're going into the store and you say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna test this out. I'm just gonna you know pay a rent on it. And if it turns in, into something, it could be another Ryan Tannehill situation. I know Ryan Tannehill's not great, but nobody expected him to be the long-term starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. In fact, when he was brought in, it was as a backup to Marcus Mariota. And he played better. He was at a different point in his career. Uh, You know, he's a a little bit older. He had seen a little more stuff. And so, you know, that worked out for them. Uh, You know, the one that's interesting right now, as well as, you know, Carson Wentz, I've already been asked about this. There was a report out during the Super Bowl that the Indianapolis Colts will move on from Carson Wentz and look to jump into that free agent market or try to do something else. Um, we'll see. I, I, you know, I don't know in terms of the guys who are going to be available for trade. We don't know. It's all speculation at this point. That's why I'm not going to deal in speculation exclusively here. But if Wentz gets released, I'm looking at at, at him. Um, you know, if you look at his numbers overall from 2021, uh, 3,500 passing yards, 27 touchdown passes, seven interceptions, um, it doesn't look all that bad, but then you look at how he flopped in their biggest game of the season last year when they really needed him to step up and win a game to get them into the playoffs. Uh, he, he failed. He didn't get it done. You look at that game that they lost in Jacksonville with the playoffs on the line. Actually, you look at the last two games where all the, all the, the, the Colts needed to do was win a game to get into the playoffs. Week 16 against the Raiders, Wentz was 16 of 27 for 148 yards and a touchdown. They lose that game 23-20. Week 17, you're going to Jacksonville. You need to win that game to get into the playoffs. He was 17 of 29 for 185 yards and one touchdown and one interception. They scored 11 points. That's not good enough. It's not good enough, and he was just with you know a coach in Frank Reich, who was his who was his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia when he had a little bit more success, and he didn't fix him. He couldn't get it done. Wentz is twenty nine too, as well. He came in a little bit older. He was twenty four as a rookie, so you know I, I do worry about that. I, I just don't know that he's the answer either. He's had some good years. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But largely, when the pressure's on. It doesn't go well there's a reason why his career record as a starter is 44 40 and one it's not great so i i have concerns about that Uh, i do expect the steelers to sign one of these guys one of these free agent quarterbacks i don't think they're going to want to go into the draft and just say we're just going to do this and you know i think i think in this situation more is better I think if they do sign somebody, it's with the idea that that guy's going to outperform uh, and and overperform Mason Rudolph. We'll see. I mean, I think Rudolph will still get an opportunity, at least some level of competition. Um, But we'll see. I mean, there's there's a lot that needs to play out here between now and then. Um, You know, there's there's signings that will be made. Um, You know, we don't know what the market for free agent quarterbacks is going to look like. Is it going to be robust? You know, a team like the Colts jumping in there, are they going to be super uh, aggressive and try to go get somebody? I would think so. Uh, are there are going to be some other teams that are super aggressive in trying to go get somebody, perhaps. Can the Steelers afford to be more aggressive this year trying to get a quarterback? Yeah, they could afford it, and they probably should be. It's the most important position on the field, but I don't know that I would get super aggressive in trying to acquire one of these guys. You know, if the if the, you got to have a set price in mind when you go into these negotiations, and if those guys want more than that, I don't know that you're going to pay it for them because I don't know that they're they're the saviors. Again, you're renting these guys to own them down the road. Uh, you know, you're just kind of testing, kicking the tires on them. You're taking it off a lot for a test drive, but that doesn't mean you're going to buy it for the long term. You're not going to you're not going to sign your name to that on that dotted line and say, yeah, I'm going to marry. I'm going to, I'm going to do this for the next five years. Doesn't mean that at all. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens here uh, as we move forward with this, uh, but that's going to do it for the Dale Lally show this week. I'll be back next week to uh, we'll talk a little bit more of the, uh, of the NFL scouting combine that'll kick off uh, the following week. Uh, also Kevin Colbert's going to talk next week. We'll have some things to, to talk about coming out of that uh, interview uh, but uh, always lots of good Steelers news happening year round. That's the way the NFL goes. I appreciate you listening. I'm Dale Lolly, Thanks for uh, listening to the Dale Lolly Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Network.